At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. Welcome to another episode of the Captain's Quarter Podcast presented by JAG1 Physical Therapy. Uh, this is our penultimate episode. We'll do one more to uh, put a wrap on the season. But uh, I'm Mike Kowalski, joined as always by the three Columbia football captains, Ben Mathis-Meyer, Justin Woodley, and Stu Newblatt. So guys, uh, happy Monday. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty well. Doing all right. Better coming off a win. Always, always. Congrats on a senior day win. A uh, lot to, d- to dive into. Uh, outside of the game and everything, a little bit of an interesting, you know, situation. Obviously, we talked about last week what was going to go into um, the senior day ceremony and everything like that. So, uh, 41 guys being honored. Uh, we'll start with that, and we'll talk about, you know, kind of how the actual event of the day, the events of the day matched up to how you were uh, imagining them kind of going in um, and what it was like walking in out and, and hearing the crowd for the one last time uh, getting introduced um, I'm sure it was a little different for me because I did it just to walk with my class, but I'll be back next year. But I don't know. For me, I just felt it felt a little weird just being like, I can't believe that this moment's ha- like it just happened so quick. Because like you see a freshman year and you're like, I got forever till that's me. And then when you're standing out there, it's just, it just hits you how fastly it all went by from your freshman to your senior year. I think one part that I, I didn't realize, I guess, went on during the you know recognition of the, of the seniors was that you had past alumni on the side, which I thought was really cool. So I got to see people that I came in with as freshmen that are, you know, now doing whatever they're doing in life. Um, and I, they were seniors four years ago for us, and now they're back recognizing, you know, everything that we've done for the program. So I think that's a really cool part of it, especially for me. You know, and I just think having that cool little moment on the field with your parents right before the game, <clears throat> you know, talking about some of the memories we've had over the past couple of years, you know, playing for however many years now. So you know, it was pretty cool getting out there, getting to get recognized in front of the big crowd, you know, so it's always fun. And then, you know, you go into the game and, you know, everything starts up. Brown <coughs> takes the 14 nothing lead, and then all of a sudden you're heading back into the locker room with a lightning delay. Is that something you guys had ever experienced before playing? And even in high school, obviously it didn't, hasn't happened here. But I mean, uh, I come from San Diego, so <laughs> I can't say whether I ever really played a big part <laughs> in, my, in my football career. I've been in a rain delay or two, but it's definitely been the first time that it happened in a long time. Yeah, same as still. But the but fact that they incorporated it into halftime, I think, great. was nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was, was huge. If we had to go out there for four minutes and come right back in, that just didn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah, so I'm sure. glad how it ended up all playing out. So was it just similar to halftime in the locker room? Was it just, like, starting to make those adjustments, or was, was, there, was there anything else going on? No, I mean, it was it was pretty much like a halftime, but except, you know, maybe a little bit longer. And then more than anything, it was more we had to stay warm when we were in – in the locker room, right? We we stretched and you know got ready, and then when we came back out, we were a little bit more loose. Um, that was really the only big difference, I think. Yeah, I would say it was basically like a halftime. I mean, yeah, like Ben said, maybe just a little bit longer, a little bit more, trying to stay had needed to stay focused and locked into the game. But 
for everything else was basically the same thing. Yeah, I think just the toughest part was kind of just not knowing when we were going to go back out. You know, that kind of uncertainty of just trying to stay warm. So you know, I think guys did a good job, though. We were able to stay focused, you know, stay warmed in the locker room. We came out and did a much better job after the break. So, Yeah, so, I mean, whatever was said in, or done in the, in the locker room seemed to work because you guys came out with different energy and were able to bounce back from that early deficit. Um, you were able to create some turnovers and, you know, ultimately win the turnover battle, which kind of, you know, proved to be important in the end, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess we had three on defense, including the last one. And on offense, we only had we one, had one interception, one interception, one interception and one fumble. Yep. So, one fumble. So, I mean, yeah, yeah we had three. Yeah, and then the one on the lateral at the end. Yep. To seal. So, yep. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I guess. I think more than anything, after the rain delay, I feel like momentum shift can happen. You know, either either way. And for us putting up, I think it was twenty-three unanswered points. We had a tr- tremendous third quarter from the offense, and then defense, you know, stepped up and made some crucial stops. And they didn't really have anything going in the second half. I think it was just. A great team performance um, coming after the rain delay, and you know, was able to put together one for the seniors, which is always great. I wanted to talk a little bit about you know a couple of plays in the game and everything. Um, Mike Russo's had a few big returns in the game, and uh, Ivy League special teams play of the week. That's kind of like his has been his staple and trademark throughout his time here. Um, you know, as a kind of in the press box and almost as like a fan watching. I'm not a fan because I work here and everything, but for fans that might be watching, it's, it's always kind of nice to see like when a guy starts a drive with a big return, and then he's able to cap it off in the end zone. Do you guys like, kind of feel like that as players, too? I mean, I, sometimes you can't draw it up that way, but like, how does that feel when you see that and he's able to kind of reap the rewards of what he kind of started? I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, as long as we get in the end zone, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but Fair point. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. but it was awesome. I think that his that first kick return that he had was like kind of what really got us rolling and got some momentum on our sideline. I think we knew coming out of halftime and out of that lightning delay, we needed to get more momentum going. And offensively, that we were going to get on track was kind of only a matter of time, but we were not doing well in the first half. And so I think that first return is really kind of what kick-started us and got us going. And then it was good. He had a hell of a catch on the sideline yeah. that he had that on a fourth down. So that changed the game as well. Fourth and two, we don't make that game could be a whole lot different, different game. So. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going forward and forth. And there, there was a couple of big – you know, conversions on third and fourth down that were able to extend drives and kind of keep momentum on your side. So, again, we, it's something we've talked about all year, but just important, you know, getting off the field on third down or creating turnovers and then keeping drives going too. Um, and the other play, you know, it was big on offense was Joe Green, again, Ivy League Rookie of the Week for the third time. He's able to scramble on, I think, third and 11 on that on the Ryan Young? It was third and third, something like that. Third third, and long, yeah, yeah, it was a third and long play. He's got a scramble, and he puts a perfect ball down to Ryan uh, down the right sideline. So, Stu, walk us through that play and kind of what you were seeing from, from that. I mean, yeah, it was just kind of a scramble drill. He rolled out right, and then Ryan did a great job with the scramble drill. When Joe starts going, he's got to run upfield, did it. Um, from my perspective, I saw him out of bounds, then come kind of right back in. And I thought it was going to get called back because Emerson had a play that was kind of similar a couple of weeks ago. I mean, Emerson didn't – I don't think got pushed out, and that was the difference. But So I was sitting there kind of looking back for a flag or something, expecting it to get called back, and then it didn't. So that was pretty exciting. It was an amazing play. I think that's – like we've touched on, big players got to make big plays in big games. And so Joe and Ryan both did that in that play. And then you're kind of seeing as the season's gone on, and you know, obviously in every football season, there's injuries and guys step up and kind of grow, in, grow into roles. But a guy like Bryson Canty making some big catches, and on the defensive side, you know, especially in the secondary, had some people banged up and everything. Talk about the emergence of some of these new guys the last few weeks. Well, I mean, you know, as you go through the season, there's going to be some some injuries or you know anything that and that happens really throughout the season that younger guys are going to need to step up. And I thought in the secondary. 
we made a tremendous improvement from what we did against Yale and Harvard, um, especially against you know probably the best quarterback in the league and the most potent offense. And I think, you know, you know, not any names in particular, but I mean, just as the defense as a whole, we we stepped up and, and played better um, with with guys like that that, that really needed to um, play play a bigger role in this week. You know, I think it's a big testament to their character too. You know, a lot of these guys weren't. <coughs> starters you know throughout the year but you know having that right mentality to stick with it you know continue going continue putting the work in right throughout the week you know and even when they knew they weren't going to start you know being ready to play for when their opportunity came and I think that's what it kind of showed on the field is that when their opportunity came for them to come in and make plays they were really able to go in and do that you know and I don't think we really missed a beat this week so it's a real testament to those guys I mean yeah the young guys did a hell of a job like these guys just said I think it's especially impressive in the secondary I mean I think we held um, him to his season low in yards we held brown in their season low in points so the defense had an amazing game they played really good and then bryson like you mentioned emerged here he's emerged here in the past couple of weeks he's a really good player um he had a big catch in the yale game a couple of big catches this week so he's huge i think you're only going to see his name more as time progresses he's going to be a really good player how much pride do you guys take defensively you know stopping perry's uh touchdown streak and holding them tying their season low in points i mean i touched on a little bit on the last the last podcast, I, I have a lot of respect for not just the quarterback, Perry, but the head coach, Perry. I think he's a really great offensive mind, and what he does with his scheme um, puts defense in, you know, a tough position a lot of times. Um, and even though, you know, he scored two touchdowns on the ground, quarterback, you know, we, he didn't have one touchdown in the air, which I think was huge. Um, and I think we held their run game well. I mean, they, they had a strong run game, and they have a strong screen game as well, which, you know, we, we limited to – Pretty much nothing in the game, so you might have gotten away with a little. Uh, hey, I want to talk about the, the football guys were looking down on me. A little bit. <laughs> All right, on that note, we'll take a quick break and talk a little bit about uh, the last game of the season again at Cornell this Saturday. So stick around. You're listening to Captain's Corner, presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. Jag One Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G. O-N-E-P-T dot com for more information. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. All right, welcome back. Segment two of Captain's Corner podcast with the Columbia football captains. Uh, before we move on to Cornell, I wanted to bring up one more thing. Uh, Stu, 
again, more offensive question. I don't know if you guys want to chime in too, but the two-point conversion play of the reverse, how fired up are you when you hear that play call in the huddle or from, you know, when you know that play, you guys don't huddle up, but when you see that uh-huh. play call coming in. Well, yeah, that one, the trick plays that we run are always interesting because I don't know, you're excited, but you're also like, at least for me, I'm getting in my stance and there's a sense of, here we go, let's see if this thing works. Like you're just, it's, you're nervous because those kind of plays can go wrong. Um, but that one worked to perfection. I mean, yeah, you were excited for a guy like Brandon Radice who came in and maybe who hasn't gotten a ton of playing time this year, and he only, I think, played like two plays yesterday, but came in and just made a huge play when his number was called. So it's great to see guys like that step up when their number's called on and just do great things. So everyone was excited. Everyone was pumped up. It was an amazing play, and it was executed perfectly. There's no, there's no secret place for you to get the ball there, right, Stu? I've been pushing for it, but <laughs> no, not as of yet. We love lineman touchdowns. The yeah. Philly special has done us well this year, though. Yeah. We, uh, we needed the two points this game, and then CCSU, they ran the Philly special against us, and we won that game 22 to 20. That's right. That's right. And, wh- like, I guess when you're on the other side of it, on the sidelines, do you know that play calls come in, or are you kind of like, wait, like, how does that work from the, when you're on the defensive sidelines? Um, well, you know they're never going to run a reverse into the boundary, so you're kind of like, okay, that's probably coming back to the field. And, I mean, a lot of it's luck, right? I mean, they need two yards right. sometimes. You know, it's normally not a quarterback throwing it, normally a receiver, so it could be a bad ball. I think it's also it's just – I mean, I hate to say it, but it's, it's also just one of those things where in 2021, like as a defense, you kind of take it personal if you get beat on that yeah. play. It's one yeah. of those where, like, y- you should know that play is coming by now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a little – I don't want to say, like, it's stale, but it's like as a defense, you have to take more – like, get beat on something you have never seen before. Right. You know, like – you don't like to get beat on stuff that's kind of that like that's out there, that's on out film. there. Yeah, yeah. It's on film before, you know, and it's like those are the frustrating ones for us as a defense. You know, like I think we, we were talking about it at the break, but Brown tried to hit us on like a Kipo trick plays that we had already gotten beaten on this season, and we pretty much shut. I mean, like they they ran yeah. three trick plays we had. I think all three of them got shut down. And Stu talks about how trick plays can turn very bad real quickly. I mean, yeah. they had a first and ten. They tried to run a reverse. It was second, second and twenty-two. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> Those plays are sometimes can be big plays, but can also be real drive killers, and yeah. sometimes can flip momentum. To you got to you got to pick your spots right, and it could do the opposite of what you want them to do sometimes. Yes, definitely. Um, but again, but for when you're watching us go for two, when you're out there, do you know that play call is going in, or you have to wait till the play is happening? How does that work from when you're on the sidelines? We're asking the offensive guys what yeah. the play is. <laughs> <laughs> so we're asking some guy, hey, "What's the call? What's the call? What's the call? What are they doing? What are they doing?" And then someone just turns around and they go, oh, it's a double pass. And your just heart just goes, oh, here we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So that's I wanted to touch on that before we got into Cornell. But obviously, uh, one more game on the horizon. You know, we talked about the importance of clinching that winning season. Um, and now you got that under your belt. But now you want to end things on high note. So um, talk about this, you know, the preparations for this last uh, game in Ithaca. Yeah, I think the first thing is we have a winning season now, but we don't have a winning record in the Ivy League, right? So I, I'm flashing back to me and Woodley sophomore year, freshman year, too. When we went 6-4, and four, we were still 3-4 and four in the Ivy League. So mm-hmm. being able to have a winning record in the Ivy League, I think, something. And there's obviously a lot to play for, 7-3 and three record, um, which would be great um, to cap off the season. Yeah, I think there's a big difference between 7-3 and three and 6-4, and four, just kind of in the feel of the season, how it will be looked back on and remembered. So there's a lot to play for. Um, I also think that Cornell is a better team than their record shows. I think that they've played a lot of close games against really good teams. So it's definitely not a game that we take lightly. We want to end the season on a good note. So it'll be a big week for us. 
And I think it's also just important that we close on the right note. You know, I think this team and this group has been through a lot over the past year and a half, you know, with the pandemic and season being canceled. So, you know, I think after everything we've been through, we want to make sure that we're going out on a high note. We don't want to leave that sour taste in our mouth. So coming out, you know, one more last week of preparation, you know, nothing changes, you know, in that aspect to it. But just taking in this whole last week and then enjoying Saturday, make sure we go out and play well and we can finish on a high note. So with it being the last game of the season, um, do you think you're going to take things in a little bit more, especially in the pregame and get as things going on, or is it going to be kind of like business as usual for more for Ben and, and Justin? Because like we talked about, Stu, you're coming back next year, but mm-hmm. it's still the last game, and like you talked about, it's kind of like the last ride with, with this group. Uh, you can take it first. I mean, I think it's 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 tough pregame, you know, especially when you're warming up. You know, we, we still have it. You know, there's still a job at hand. We still want to go out on a win. So we're still pretty much focused on that. But I think it's really one of those things where, though, once, once the game really ends, you know, you get back in the locker room, you get back on the bus, you know, we have a five-hour bus ride back. So I think that's really what it's going to start to hit you, you know. All the stuff, so all the emotions going to start really flooding in during that. So I think, you know, really trying to stay locked in pregame, you know, trying to take in everything you can, but still keeping your mind focused, being ready to go, and then, you know, on that bus ride back, kind of letting it all sink in. I mean, it's – I think it'll have me more than senior day because it's – it's kind of the week of the last, right? Because our last Sunday and then last week of practice and the last game, um, but still obviously focus on the task at hand. So I think it'll hit me a little bit more than it probably did during senior day because I just thought, take care of business. Like, this isn't the last time I'm ever going to be playing football. So um, going against Brown. So now that we got one more week, though, I think it'll hit me a little bit more probably after the game's done. Yeah, the last week of this season's always a little set bittersweet right season's about to end but you're saying goodbye to so many guys so many people that have done so much for the program um like Woodley said before the game I think everyone will be pretty focused and then the emotions will probably come in after and just to backtrack you know we talked about you know Cornell you had two two of the longer bus rides this year with Dartmouth and and Cornell what do you guys do on the bus to kind of pass time and you know do you are you just listening to music homework is it is there you know we got playstation going on the back or something <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> coach larson actually the dartmouth week brought a bunch of movies because all the buses have tvs on yep. them and we watch wedding crashers on the way back classic. after a win that was a classic that was a great time the bus ride's always a little better after a win <laughs> it's always better after a win yeah. always i try to download movies to watch them on the way i watch caddyshack on the way up to dartmouth wow i like old, i like i like school. yeah Adele's new album comes out the Friday we go to Cornell, so I'll probably be listening to, to some new Adele that gets you, music get on the your, way. Your mind right, Day before Stu. a game. You know, it's, Did you listen to the Taylor Swift last Friday? No, no. I'm not a big Taylor right. Swift no. guy. I'm not against her, but. If you could only I'm see the look fan. Justin Woodley's Com- giving Stu right now. Comments from Woodley? I do like <laughs> Adele. You're not an Adele fan? I love Adele. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adele's fantastic. <laughs> so is Taylor Swift. Yeah, but. Her re-releasing all the new music, I don't know if I'm a fan, but she's oh, doing it for yeah, money no. purposes, right? I mean, I, I, I don't care about the re-releases. I'm yeah. more talking about her old stuff, the mm. the original. Yeah. The good old Taylor Swift days back in middle school. Classic. Used to be singing my heart out like I got heartbroken as a 14-year-old. <laughs> I can't picture Ben listening to T-Swift. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't let, don't let, country ben, music don't on. let Ben lie to the people. Yeah. Five-hour <laughs> drive. He was out there listening to Red. I mean, we're all listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Would I go out of my way to? No. I mean, but if it's on, well, I know the song probably. Yeah. I mean, of it's crazy that the album originally came out as the year I started working at Columbia, and now she's like re releasing it. So just to put a, like, a, a picture on how long I've been here. I don't know what that tells <laughs> if I've been here too long or what, but <laughs> I was just like, this is like literally, I remember 
I mean, obviously, whatever. I listen to Taylor Swift. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I remember the men's basketball team on bus rides, like, singing, the, like, the songs from it and stuff like that. And I was just like, wow, this is crazy. Full circle <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> Any other guilty pleasures we want to uh, unveil before we head off today? Uh, the Bachelor. Great show. Ooh, <coughs> wow. The Bachelor. Wow. Great show. The Bachelor really splits the locker room, too, because I would say – Half the guys, not half, a third of the guys maybe love it and watch it and we'll talk about it, and then everyone else hates all the guys that talk about it. Woodley's one they of just the don't even give it a chance. They, they just, don't. They just, Woodley's they, one they, of the <laughs> – Yeah, two-thirds of the locker room that won't even give it a chance. Haven't seen one episode, but act as if it's the worst show ever made. You Woodley's know, definitely the most passionate about it. Woodley's the most passionate. My take on it is if you're watching The Bachelor, Bachelor, you have to – be entertained or you have to be in tune through the whole season you can't just pick your spot in there. Oh, no doubt yeah, yeah. 100%. no doubt so it's, it's either you're in or you're out sort of thing so I, i'll take my you know if i'm in from the jump i'm in if i'm out i'm out i'm not a but see that's the great you can stream them now so you can, you even, can, skip, you can even like yeah. skip through all the nonsense where it's like oh, this is this we're not we're not trying to watch because of this you yeah, know? but you yeah. didn't watch bachelor in paradise this year right no i did not watch bachelor in paradise this year I've been barely watching any TV this year, honestly. That's more what it is. I'll get back on it once the season ends. Yeah. yeah. I'll binge it. You're a Love Island guy too, right, Willie? Love no, I've never been a Love Island guy. I've never, <laughs> never watched Love Island. Island. Loyal to The Bachelor. <coughs> loyal. loyal. I'm loyal, loyal to The Bachelor. You gonna get, are you going to be a contestant? Is that never. Gonna, uh, not, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely All right. not. What, Harvard had a captain, and I don't know when, 2018. He was, a, he was a really good cornerback, by the way, and he was a contestant on, on Love Island. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. How did he do? Did he stay? I, I don't know. I have no idea. All right, Columbia football player most likely to end up on The Bachelor. Ooh, that's a good question. Fraud McCombs is up there. Yeah, I will say. I could um, see for. Oh no, no 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 no! This is the easy one. Number oh. one is Marcus Lipman. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, easy one. He would do well. He would do well. So clarified if you're listening, if you want to make a graphic, Tyson will you accept this there. rose? Tyson would be funny. Tyson on there. would be up there. Tyson, yeah, Tyson would be funny. I could Lucas, see Flugel getting Lucas, on there, getting oh, serious. Flugel, Lucas would be hilarious on there. <laughs> yeah. So ABC, if you're listening, we've got some contestants. You know, we'll, in submit, the mix. we'll submit their we'll, names. Yeah, we'll, we'll send you some tapes. All right. I've filled out the thing for Flugel to try to get him on there. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seeing Flugel on that show would be Would hilarious. be so great. Oh we were gosh. trying to convince my old roommate Dylan Davis to do it. We tried. Titletown Dylan we, Davis? We really, ta- we, we really tried. He was probably, like, the, mo- the person he has that the was best closest to, like, think. Like, he actually, like, thought He has about the best it. story. He was thinking it. about it? Yeah. Like, he was, like, legit for a I second, like, maybe? I don't know, I don't know, I don't about, know if it was legit. But we but got like, him to, like, think for a little bit. Like, his story, like. Grew up in the middle of nowhere, big ranch, Texas, goes to Columbia. Came to the big city. Computer science major, like <laughs> geek for computers, plays the guitar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he busted out the guitar, started singing a little he's, bit. He's got the story to he go does. along with The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does have it. Oh, that would be priceless. That would be well, priceless. Stay tuned if any of this comes about. We're going to revert back to this. if it does ever come to where anyone you play with gets on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, they're yeah. getting cooked. But they're already gone, too. Yeah, they're already they, gone. They, they won't be, like, oh, that is true. like getting the opportunity to see them go on The Bachelor and then have to come back in the locker room. Oh. They couldn't do that. So oh, they couldn't man. do that. Gosh. I, that so you down bad. Would pay, I, the, the entire team would get together and contribute to a fund to make that happen, to pay to make that happen. I would love to see it. <laughs> oh. That'd be so good. That would be amazing. Woodley, you'd be funny on there. I wouldn't I wouldn't get into it. Well, stay tuned to see if anybody winds up on The Bachelor. We'll let you know. Um, 
And to put a cap on last week's conversation, we don't have all-dressed chips, so sorry to disappoint anybody. Um, they are, they're just like oil and vinegar and garlic flavored. If you want to check them out, you buy them online. It's okay. Sorry yep. to disappoint anybody that, that was trying to get the taste test this week. Maybe we'll do it next week. All right, so that'll do it for this week's episode. we got one more. We'll put a wrap on the 2021 season with these guys. Columbia will take on Cornell this Saturday, November 20th at 1 p.m. in Ithaca, New York. Catch the game on ESPN+. Thanks for listening. Make sure you listen to all. If you want to catch up on previous episodes and our new basketball podcast, Morningside Hoops, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Columbia Athletics and subscribe today. I'm Mike Kowalski, joined as always by the three Columbia football captains, Ben Mathis-Meyer, Justin Woodley, Stu Newblatt, and we are the Captain's Corner Podcast presented by Jag One. We'll talk to you one more time next week. Thanks for listening.